We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Riggert. A pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some James Madison volleyball now and kind of wrap up the uh, 2023 season for the Dukes. They finished 21-10 and to lose in the opening round of the NCAA tournament as they fell to Baylor. But let's talk to Lauren Steinbrecher, the head coach of the Dukes. Hi, Coach. How are you? Hi, I can't believe this is our last one <laughs> of the year. Yeah, we'll do it again soon, I, it, probably in 2024, but this is our last one of this season, I guess. But is, is, is it hard wow. to believe it's all over? It is. It, it really, truly is. When you said that, I was like, oh, wow, okay, here we are. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of a lot of volleyball going on yesterday, today. Are, are you tuned into that right now? I am. Uh, you know, I'm watching it. I think you still have a little bit like, oh, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to watch, um, especially after kind of the way we went out. But um, it is fun to watch, and just so many, so many high level games, and um, just great athletes. It's great to see it on ESPN, and uh, just the momentum of the sport is really exciting. Who's your favorite right now? Well, Kentucky lost yesterday, and they're uh, one of my favorites. Um, love Louisville. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to be the the Louisville fan moving forward honestly i like all the teams though but okay. Louisville will be my number one all right so we'll see what happens again they'll figure out who the final four is after this weekend as the uh, regional finals will take place here coming up this weekend we're talking to lauren steinbrecher the volleyball coach at james madison sometimes it's hard to watch these again when you were a part of it and, and you get knocked out and you, you, sometimes you don't want to watch it and get away but i think i'm in your boat i, I think anytime i i just want to keep watching and see what happens yeah absolutely well it's so funny too it's you know, you watch these really good programs, loose sets 25 to 11 and stuff, and you're like, right. okay. <laughs> you know, everyone ha- has a bad showing, and, and, you know, other programs, it's just such good volleyball, you know, such good. good rallies and, you know, such athletic players, so it's fun. Let's talk about your matchup first in the tournament, and then we'll kind of recap the season and look forward as we move on to, on to the off season as well. But obviously you struggled against Baylor um, um, last week. Just what, what did you struggle with for the most part? I just think their physicality, um, they just, in every position, they had dynamic, physical, strong attackers. They, you know, had the jump top spin server that we couldn't handle, um, good blocking team. And I just think, you know, I thought Sophie did a fantastic job matching up physically, but just we didn't have it in enough positions to be able to compete to, to win a set or, or to win the match. You mentioned their their the the server that they had was that a was that a major issue for you and that really hasn't been a problem for you most of the season. Yeah, you know, I was honestly very surprised how much of an issue it was because generally jump, jump top spin servers, you know, they may get you an ace here and there, but usually you can kind of handle. Um, but every time she went back to serve, you know, I kind of had to save my timeouts in hopes <laughs> that you know we can call when she serves and maybe she misses, but. Um, Yes, they get, she gave us way more trouble than I was expecting in that. You know, with with your kids, did, were you pretty confident going in? Did you like the matchup? Did you feel like it was going to be pretty good for you? You know, I thought, uh, and of course there's never right a perfect bracket, but right. I thought for being a seven seed, uh, Baylor was a really tough draw. There were some eight yeah. seeds <laughs> that I felt like had, you know, much easier draws than Baylor they're just a strong physical team um you know but having said that you, you got to go in and you got to play there's no bad team in the NCAA tournament you guys and you didn't have a ton of errors you, you I guess you had five more than what they did but but do you feel like you were able to play okay they just they just overwhelmed you a little bit that's a good question I'll be honest I haven't even looked at the final box before. <laughs> 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 it was just like, um I don't know you know I think we made good plays I do, but in other areas, I thought, man, we were 
we were pretty terrible. And a lot of that is, is them creating that. I thought we were much more higher air than normal and just, um, you know, just didn't produce. And to play a good team, we have to have everyone firing. And we just right. didn't have that. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, no doubt. And it's, again, it's a bad way to end, but I, I know you're awful proud of this team, aren't you? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Because you know, at the end of the day, as much as we want to win, um, it's about so much more than that. Right. And getting to be a, a part of these players' lives and especially you know the seniors as they take the next chapter and just all the lessons learned and the good times that we had, it all outweighs you know, those losses that just, ugh, when you finish. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that is kind of how you feel, don't you, after that? Especially just you didn't play well, and, and you mentioned you haven't even looked at the box score. You just kind of want to move on, don't you? Oh, it's just, yes. I, I'm not the best loser. I'm way better than I used to be. But, <laughs> you know, when you feel like you just didn't really show up, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, we're talking to Lauren Steinbrecher, volleyball coach at James Madison. And, you know, to be a seven seed, that, that says a lot. To be an at-large bid, to be a seven seed, I mean, that says that that shows so much respect to your program, doesn't it? It does, and I think the more that we can get in that tournament and you know show up and and compete, the more respect we'll get. And it's a process, right? So it's you know a couple steps forward, a little step back, you know, a little step forward, a couple steps back. And so um, you know, beating a top twenty-five team, getting that seed, playing in the tournament two years in a row, you know, the more we do it, and and down the road we'll earn that respect and get um, better and better draws, but um, but it's still a huge deal. And it's a, it's a huge deal to go two years in a row. It's a huge deal to get a seed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a huge deal to get in that large bit. Um, and so we're really, really proud of, of that growth and obviously looking to the future. I want to continue to take more and more steps. And again, you scheduled early in the year to, to kind of feel like, you know, if you needed that at large, that then the schedule kind of set up that way. It, it, have you kind of re- figured that out over the years too, especially now being in the Sun Belt, being a different league? I, th- I think it certainly helps you as well. But just the scheduling early on and trying to get some of those marquee wins or at least play some good teams, does that help you try to get that at large? Is that something you've learned over the years? It does. And, you, you know, scheduling, it's, it's such an art. Um, but the one thing that the committee came back two years ago and said was we needed to play the top 25 games and you didn't necessarily have to win them, but you needed to play them. Um, because the art, you know, the, the big way to get your RPI so high is to play and beat these teams that are winning a ton of games. So the, you know, trying to go in and compete and beat the high points and the UNBCs and, and just all these teams that are winning their conference, um, is what really gets your RPI up there. And then you just sprinkle in a couple of those top 10 matchups and, and especially for the experience that when you get into the NCAA tournament, it's not the first time you're playing, you know, that level of physicality. Um, and so I certainly think that that was huge for us this year to play four top 25 teams and, and, um, but also to play, you know, there wasn't an easy team on our schedule. We, every team was winning a lot of games and competing at a high level. So it, it really challenged and pushed us throughout the year. And did you see that even show up, maybe even in the conference tournament or conference play, when you when you did, you played well at Penn State, you, you played well against Oregon in Pittsburgh. Um, again, obviously against Pitt, they were they were pretty overwhelming again in that one. But you beat Western Kentucky yep. to to be able to at least see those teams. You mentioned it just a second ago, just to see those teams in that physicality, it does help you down the stretch. It does, and, and quite frankly, I mean, as as wild as it feels to say, we played way better against Baylor than we did last year against BYU. I mean, I don't I. I scared to even think of the scores of some of those sets. So, you know, you can see an improvement um, in the way that we play, the way that we competed. I mean, I remember at BYU at one point we were down, like we'd scored six points in a set towards the end, you know. Right. So 
we're improving, and the more you play those teams, the better you get at it. So I, I do agree. I think it's so important. Is, is that frustrating, knowing that you just didn't have your best uh, w- when it came to the tournament? It is, but, you know, at the same time, I'm well aware that they created us sure, not being our best. Sure, too. absolutely. You know, it wasn't like we, we weren't ready or didn't show up. I just, I think that, you know, again, with physicality and, and five positions on their team, it's really hard if we just have a few cylinders firing. But they, again, they created. They they had great blocks. They had great serving. All those things that, that we want to do to other teams, they were able to do to, do to us. We're talking to Lauren Steinbrecher, kind of wrapping up this 2023 season. Dukes went 21-10, and 10, made the NCAA tournament once again. And I wanted to ask you, too, just about, we haven't had a chance to even talk about the Sunbelt tournament and, and you winning two five-set matches to get to the championship and playing well against Coastal and then losing 30-28 when you had a chance to make it 2-2. I mean, wh- what wild matches you guys play there. What a great tournament that was. I know you didn't win it, but <laughs> you got some gray hairs from that, I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, and it was fun, and it it was just a, a full team battle. And again, the conference is getting better, and, yeah, and we're is. playing really good teams. And um, and so you know, I can hardly remember all of the points, but we opened with <laughs> Troy, and that is a good team. They have good pens, well coached, um, and so to pull out that fifth set win, um, and then to play again a super strong Texas State team that had top twenty five win in non con and. To battle, I mean, battle, it was just, it was very, very uh, intense. Um, and then to go play Coastal after playing 10 sets in two days. Right, yeah. Um, and talk about another fantastic team. I, I really like, you know, what keeps you up at night is that third set because we certainly had our chances to close it out. We were yeah. at 22-18, uh, you know, and we, we had our chances. And had we closed that out and been at 2-1, who knows what would have happened, but we didn't. Um, and kudos, kudos to Coastal for for coming back, fighting, calling, finding a way to win, and uh, and then definitely finishing us off in that fourth set. So good, good competition, good tournament. Obviously, we want to win it, and we'll we'll work hard this off season to be in a better position next year. It does seem like the league is stronger, maybe at the top more so than than top to bottom, because there are certain some teams at the bottom that did struggle this year. But again, with what Coastal did, what you did, um, Georgia Southern had a good year. The three teams that went twelve and four in in the West Division. Did did you feel overall like the strength of, of the teams were were much higher at the top than they were a year ago? They were, you know, I think Texas State, uh, I don't want to say similar, but they, they were very good last year as well. Coastal significantly better, um, significantly better. They brought in some good freshmen. Uh, their, their team is much different than the year before, and they are way better. Um, Troy had everyone back way better. South Al had everyone back way better. Um, and so you just look at those matchups, right? And Georgia Southern, holy moly, much better. Mm-hmm. So. Those programs right there took a big jump from uh, 2022 to 2023. Yeah, it just seems like, a, and I, I think that'll continue to get get better. Once I, I think from top to bottom, it'll, it'll probably um, start to increase, and everybody is going to get a little bit better. I I totally agree because there's a lot of teams that of those ones I just mentioned, like Georgia Southern's got that whole roster back. Yeah. You know, there's there's teams that aren't graduating much um, that will be just as good and if not better next year. Okay, we're talking with Lauren Steinbrecher, volleyball coach at James Madison. They wrapped up their season 21-10. and 10. And, you know, how this team, you had so many expectations coming into this season. And, again, so the target was on your back squarely, being the defending champs with, with everybody back. But every year is different. And, obviously, Caroline is injured to start the season, so that's, that's a lot different for you guys. But how different was this year than last year? Just even though you had almost the entire team back, there are some pieces here and there that are different. And every year is just there's going to be a different dynamic, even if you have everybody back. Was it a lot different than last year's team? 
You know, I think the feel was different. And uh, and to be honest, I think it was just a tougher year than last year. I think last year was exciting. It was a new conference. We were going to new places. And to be honest, it was just zero expectation. Right, um, yeah. Like, we don't know what this conference is going to be like. Let's just go experience it. And then flip that to the exact opposite this year where expectations were so heavy. You know, returning everybody trying to uh, get in the top 25 for the first time ever and, you know, receive votes for the majority of the season up until the end, Um, trying to win in the NCAA tournament and to get ourselves a seat so that we could get a team that we could beat. So the whole year it was just expectations, pressure, and I think that it's it's just such a different feel. Um, And so as a coach, too, that's a lesson learned this year. Like, okay, in the future, how can we – push to do all these things, but, but kind of not live under that umbrella of expectations and, and the intensity of that feel. I know Rebecca was fantastic this year, but, but fantastic, with, yep. and, and she was, and she will be great for you. There's no question about that. How yep. hard was it for Caroline? Uh, obviously she, to get off to kind of a rough start just because of the injury and not be able to play. And then Rebecca's doing so well. Um, I, I'm guessing that was, was mentally challenging for her, wasn't it? You know, I think for sure, you know, I think especially when the injury initially happened and then, you know, and it's so tough being injured because it's a lot of times, you know, obviously things you can't control, but then you want to play and you can't play. And then when you can play, you want to be back to where you were right when you finished. Right, yeah. Um, both, you know, in your ability to execute, but also in your physical ability. And it's just the timing of her injury was just so terrible because, you know, by the time she got back and then to where she was truly physically back and um it it just it it took up a lot of the season. But I you know, I gotta give her props because of her mental toughness and yeah. being able to navigate that and still lead and still bring it every day and bring her competitiveness and her team first mentality and, and all those things and just be a rock for us. That that was a hard thing to ask and she did it really, really well. I was gonna say that's pretty special for someone to do that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, five seniors, is that right, that you're losing? Five. Five. Yeah, got five graduating. So, so next year will be a lot different. Obviously, Mets coming back, and that'll be great. But but you lose some great players, obviously, and you lose some some great leaders. But um, how how different will next season look for you? It will look very different. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited for a new look on the court. You know, I, I definitely don't want our players to graduate but having had that same lineup for two years, it's like, okay, I want something that's less predictable in a right, way. And, sure. and I don't even know what we're going to bring next year. <laughs> so I can tell you nobody else does. Um, but just finding, you know, new players to step up and to develop. And we're bringing in our 24 class and our 25 class are absolutely fantastic. Um, so, you know, you'll, you'll have some growing youth pains, but Certainly down the road, the future is as bright as it's ever been. Is your class for next year, is it done right now? Uh, it is as far as our um, high schoolers that are committed to come in, our freshmen. We still may take a transfer or kind of see what's going on there. But, yeah, we have um, four studs, and I'm trying to think. I don't think I can speak to a few of them just uh, because of the rules. But we have some really good players committed, and we're excited. I know recently, I think it was a few weeks ago, you announced, um, is it Ian? Uh-huh. And then uh, Sarah Schnell is the other one, um, one from Louisville, yes. one from Pembroke, uh, Pem- Pembroke Pines, Florida. Those two have, have signed. So, again, you can talk about this. Can you can you kind of just speak on each of those two real quick? Yes. Oh, my goodness. The future is bright. Uh, we'll start with Sarah from Miami. She is a lefty opposite, um, about 6'2", 
super physical player. She has, <clears throat> excuse me, incredible ball hand contact. Um, and she can move the ball around. So she's going to be able to sharp cross, corner line, all those things. Also just a great human and um, someone who's just so bought into JMU volleyball and, and working to be her best. And then we also have Ian from Louisville, who is one of those players you're just so excited about the, the potential. Um, she's originally from South Sudan, and so she started playing late. Um, but just just an extremely high-touching athlete. So with that, it opens up so much offensively and blocking-wise, and um, she's going to be so dynamic. And, you know, it's one of those players that probably even by her fourth year, she's still going to have room for growth because she's got so much potential right now. Um, But I'm so excited to see, you know, what she'll bring, what she'll be able to do. She reminds me a little bit of Michaela White, who was with us, um, you know, I guess, five years, eight years ago. Um, and, and so we're excited to see what else she'll do, do as a Duke. What were what were you looking at? Was there anything in particular in, in this class you're, you were trying to fill? Uh, is there a certain need you were looking to try and fill with this class? Well, you know, I think between, honestly, it kind of seeped into us recruiting the 24 and the 25 classes simultaneously. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, we just almost needed overhaul in every position just right. because we had so... So many players graduating that had been with us for so long, which is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard, isn't it? I mean, you're you're excited for the new class to come in, but like you mentioned, you've had these kids for so long. <laughs> oh, it's it's like it hasn't hit me yet, and I can't imagine not having them here. You know, yeah. especially you look at Caroline and Sophie. I mean, 2019 they were with us. Like that was a completely different time. Yeah. The whole world was. I was going to say, so. the whole world was completely different at that time. <laughs> yeah. There is no doubt about that, and obviously, oh, um, you know, the transfer portal is obviously a big deal in every sport. It is in volleyball as well. It, it, is it? I guess is it as big a deal in volleyball as it is in some of the other sports? Oh, that's hard to say, um, but I, I will say it is a big deal. Okay. Um, there's, you know, it opened Sunday, and Mike and Charlie have been going through it. I mean, there's just so many names, so many people. Um, and so certainly, and certainly, yeah, it, it's a big deal. <laughs> how has that, how has that changed things for you? I, I, you? I know you've taken a few here and there, you've lost a few here and there, but it hasn't been a ton. How has it changed recruiting for you? So far, I'll be honest, I think it's been really beneficial. You know, we have two players like Elizabeth, um, and Alex who, you know, JMU's master degree options just aren't as good as other institutions. And so Elizabeth being able to go to Liberty and get a degree that's going to help her so much in her career, that's one of the best in the country, you know, and Alex is looking as well. And so for that, I mean, it's great that they have those opportunities because education ultimately is the most important part of what we're doing here. Um, and then being able to bring in good players. You know, we our philosophy is we want to recruit high schoolers and have strong relationships over multiple years and develop. But sometimes you don't find the right fit. Um, and so when that's the case, you just kind of hold on to it and you say, okay, let's just see what the portal brings. So, um, And then bringing in players from the portal can add maturity and depth because they're going to have a lot more experience. They're going to know what's going on. So I think for us it's, it's a combination, but I, I do. I think the portal is good, and I think it's – when used correctly, it provides opportunities for, for players that need it or want it. It can really change a roster in a hurry. And as you mentioned, you, you don't you haven't dipped into it a ton, and you like those relationships that you build, and I think those those are the best programs. But, you know, how, how difficult is it to sift through all the names that are in there and really find the – because you want to find the right fit, too, and, and some of that will kind of fit into your culture. 
A hundred. You know, I think that's uh, well. You, well, you and Mike and Charlie would be probably the best ones to talk about how hard it is. <laughs> Just <laughs> Give them that challenge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, they find players that are good fit playing wise, and then that's when the real work happens right, because right. you're. Call- you know, we don't have the time, so literally calling everyone you possibly can to get information on this player as a person and their development and what kind of teammate they are and, and making sure their culture fits, you know? So, I mean, we're, you're calling five to 10 people for each player just to make sure and cover all your bases. Cause the last thing you want is to bring someone in who's not the right fit. Yeah. There's no doubt that I can change things in a hurry. We're trying to Lawrence Steinberg, oh, volleyball yeah. coach James Madison is again, they were 21 and 10 this past season. What's the off season look like for you guys? You mentioned the portal is open. Uh, recruiting really never stops. Uh, your kids I'm sure will be off for a little while and then come back and you'll have some, some spring ball, but kind of talk about the off season for you guys. You know, it's really just the, especially the kind of Christmas break. It's really just a good time to rest, relax, mm-hmm. you know, players to have family time, let their bodies heal up from the pounding of the season and mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, you know, just kind of be able to regroup. Um, so they are, they're in exams this week and then they'll all get to head home and they'll have a little workout packet. But really, again, it's just that kind of time of rest, which is so important. Um, and then we pick back up in January when they get back and we kind of start off slow with some lifting and some individuals until we get into that team training. Um, but it's, it's, again, it's great to regroup and then you come back fresh and excited. And I love the spring because that's when you can really develop and, and grow and um, all those things instead of trying to get ready to play the next weekend. And so um, I, I just love the spring for training and, and the opportunities it provides each player to take their game to another level. And the one thing that, that's kind of fun, I'm sure, here in the offseason, and you mentioned a little bit earlier, is just it's going to be a brand new team. And you're going to be able to do some new things, but also you'll get to see some players now maybe step up in, in different roles. That, that I, You'll have a chance to probably expand roles for people and see who's able to, 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 I guess, make the most of some opportunities. That'll be exciting, too, in the offseason to see who kind of steps up and is ready for that next challenge. Absolutely. You know, I, I can't stress that enough. We have so many good players on our team. Um, and so to see them compete and, and improve and, um, and, and you get, you know, six months to do it. And so it's, it's really, really exciting and it's fun as a coach. And again, just to kind of see the freshness that comes out of who's going to step up, what, what's the lineup going to be, how are we going to develop? Um, it, it's so, so fun. Well, Coach, thank you so much for everything the entire year. It was great to always catch up with you every single week. Uh, another fantastic year, a trip back to the NCAA tournament. But thank you so much for everything, and we'll catch up again this offseason. Sounds great. Right back at you.